This is the Warm Springs program on KWSO. I'm Liz Smith. Rick Ribeiro was the minister of the Warm Springs Presbyterian Church for many, many years. He and his wife, Carolyn, have retired from the church and moved from their home of the past 37 and a half years. Pastor Rick recalls the beginnings of his journey that brought him to the Warm Springs Reservation. Going to college in Long Beach, California, becoming a criminalist, a, a lab tech, got my bachelor of science degree down there. Uh, near the back end of that program, my wife and I were in a terrible car wreck uh, in San Jose, California, going to my f- grandfather's funeral. And uh, I was in the hospital for two months. Back in the primitive days of medicine, I had a whole bunch of third-degree burns, and I, I am on paper disabled. I only have half my lung function because of the uh, leather, leather-like condition of my lungs. So I'm forever coughing like I'm a three-pack-a-day man kind of thing. Rehab for about a year, lost a whole bunch of weight, looked like Frankenstein with all the scarring and stuff, and got more involved in our local church that we were involved with, and started doing um, youth ministries with the associate pastor and doing um, Terminal Island Federal Prison, doing work there, uh, and just kept on doing other things, and finally telling my wife, what do you think about me becoming a minister? Because for, for us, your, your partner has to be committed to be also involved in their lives. It, it's not a, you know, it's a team issue. And, you know, she, she prayed about it, and so off we went to seminary. I was raised Roman Catholic in San Jose, but I started dating this cute blonde in high school. And uh, so up and down, relationship stuff, got engaged, finished community college, and then transferred to Long Beach. And we found a church down there, you know, Covenant Presbyterian Church in Long Beach. Big, cathedral-like. We knew this was the church because in the midst of a Sunday service, the grandson of the senior minister who was preaching at that time, his pocket blew up. He had fireworks in his pocket, and he was messing with them. And I'm saying, well, we're going to come back to this church. (laughs) Went to graduate school, did more prison work, San Quentin. Part of our program is a three-year three master program and graduated and served six years in Alaska, southeast Alaska, another reservation, Metlakatla, and then um, came to Warm Springs. We decided to come to Warm Springs because my wife and I, we grew up in a multicultural high school. We were basically a, an enclave of Japanese, Italian, Portuguese neighborhood in the middle of the barrio of San Jose. So it's all we've known is cross-cultural experiences. I mean, that's what you grew up in. That's what you, you you know, no one's Mexican, no one's Hispanic, no one's, none of that stuff. They were human beings with names and lives, and so you live life that way. He came to Warm Springs with the intent of staying on long-term and was with the community through many good and hard times. Uh, The mission initially from our regional church was to find someone who would do long-term ministry. And so I said, well, we'll, we'll give this a go. So uh, the church was going through a lot of one, two-year cyclic ministry stuff. And, and so we came, and the entire history of our being here in Warm Springs, up and down, massive crisis, incredible joy. I've told people, and I still people today, that Warm Springs is the place where the individual stories are miraculous and hopeful and wonderful. And the group dynamics is awful. And that's sort of the, 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 the mix. 
of, uh, of living here in Warm Springs. So. Pastor Rick came on as the minister of the Warm Springs Presbyterian Church in 1986. He shares some of the history of the church and how he became involved. It's a, a denomination, 1600s, based coming out of Scotland, uh, a very, uh, at the time, very rigid uh, Christian faith system, but very uh, willing to listen to people. I got involved with it because my wife grew up in the Presbyterian Church, and I was a Roman Catholic boy who got confirmed in the Catholic Church. And after that, you're, quote, an adult, and you kind of go do your thing. So I'm going to go to my girlfriend's church because it's good points for her parents. And, uh, and, and we just you know, kept going. So Pastor Rick says the Warm Springs Presbyterian Church was first a wooden building built in 1874 and located behind where the current stone building is. Uh, it was started back then. Missions for our denomination was in controlled by the National Presbyterian Women's Association. They're the ones that sponsored missionaries. One of the first superintendents here was a Presbyterian, and he put in letters. It took like two or three years for them to say, okay, we'll send somebody. So they did. A long history from then, they had a, a Presbyterian church, a preaching church in Sasequa, and one in Samnasho. Uh, Samnasho became its really own town before the 1940s. And then after Highway 26, it all kind of gradually shrunk and went away. The properties for those two, Sasequa and Samnasha, were turned back to the tribe. So they were all fee patent land. The church that exists right now is three acres of private property. But again, you know, when, when the day comes if they ever decide to close it, it'll just become a tribal property. Yeah, they were, they were t- telling stories to me years ago about the traveling preacher to Samnasha on his horse. They had uh, Mr. Stwire, great-grandfather Stwire, as the interpreter, and he would preach, and the interpreter would interpret, and the people were starting to chuckle. And the guy kept on asking Mr. Stwire, what are you exactly saying to these people? That wasn't supposed to be a laughable point. And, oh, no, I said everything you said. You know, Native American humor. The current stone church and adjacent house he and his family lived in was built in 1950. The Roberos spent over 37 years in Warm Springs. They have been preparing to leave the church and say there will be a process for the next pastor. Uh, they have a system. It's a, um, there'll be interim ministers to fill in Sundays as they look for a more permanent situation. They're looking, for, the denomination is looking for someone who could be the caretaker because there's always a great fear of vandalism and breaking in. But that process is in their hands. Yeah, I'm retired. I've been in discussions with them, you know, over and over and over about situations and things. And, you know, we'll leave stuff like, you know, this set of keys, go here. And it's time. I mean, as much as this has been our home for half our lives, we know we can never live here. And we have all our family up here, kids, grandkids, but we can't afford rent anywhere. So, you know, our pension, our social security, is just won't do it, so we're going to head to San Jose and live the quiet life as best I can. Rick Ribeiro leaves Warm Springs, having been a part of much more than just the church. Uh, doing community things, um, working with the police as a chaplain, did a lot of jail ministry here. Uh, became certified as a medic, uh, intermediate, so I was on runs doing IVs and, and doing some ugly things and some wonderful things. Uh, firemen, running trucks and uh, became certified as an alcohol drug counselor, state of Oregon, became certified as a mental health provider with the state of Oregon, did that. There's never 
a time that you should say, okay, it's enough. You need to be learning something. You know, that's where our brain is, is built. Go learn something. I'm going to learn my street Spanish better when I move south south. I'm going to, I want to learn how to read music. I can play guitar pretty well, but I have a trouble actually reading sheet music. So I have to sort of know the tune in my head to be able to play the chords, and I want to break through that. Life is education. You, you don't run from it. You, you go for it. I tell young people here, uh, in my age, you got a job at a company. You stayed there 25 years. You learned it very well. They liked your work. But it's not happening anymore nowadays. So you're in a system where you have to be there by the state of Oregon to get a certain amount of credits, and then they cut you loose. And then guess what? Say if you want to go to community college, you're going to be in a place where everyone wants to be there for all their reasons. So you've been a, I have to show up. Now it's a place where uh, I, I better show up. And, and the level of uh, attack of people put into vocational programs, community college programs, they get after it. They, they get after it. And if you're not prepared for that, you're going to have a problem in your first year of school. You're going to be overwhelmed. You know, you're going to have two days to read a chapter and write something about it versus one week. You know, you got to get up to speed. So, yeah, it's a question of where your head's at about yourself. It, it really is a, a thing of you looking at yourself and pushing yourself into the gray areas in your life. Not, not you know, you may be fearful of it, confused by it, but you need to push. As a Christian pastor, I say, well, you push because you're not alone. You and your creator are with you. You're not a, a one person, you're a team. So whatever your head's saying about a situation, yes, no, maybe so, uh, listen to your heart. Because we see things as choices. And in a spiritual presence, there may be a whole bunch of other choices you didn't realize. And so you can move forward. And I really do think uh, for Warm Springs, for people to really take care of themselves, not assume someone else's fault. Not tribal council, not this, not that, whatever was done. Yeah, all may be true. Well, what are you going to do about it? What is your options? What are your choices, given the circumstances? You know, you, you can, as I tell people, stand in the mud and squat down in the mud and go, oh, whoa, it's me. You better step out of that, that pit, you know, clean the mud off and, and move, you know, move. Whatever small bit, whatever, what large steps, whatever it is. As a therapist, I tell people, I've told people, do a small positive thing physically, spiritually, and emotionally every day. A small thing. But do it. Those three things. And you'll discover your tippy-toe little steps ends up being long strides. And suddenly you look back and what you were and who you were and where you're at. And it's like, hey, when did that happen? It's because you did small little positive steps. The days of one job, one career... I mean, learn something on the side. I mean, you, you forever look at Facebook or whatever, Twitter. Someone's always got a side thing going. You know, well, then create and create a side thing. Maybe it's not for money, but maybe it's for yourself. You know, learn to play an instrument. L learn something. Figure out how to change your own tire. Go out and change your own tire and see what that experience is all about. And to do it safely and properly. Just don't sit there and assume your world will protect you. Your, you know, what you're doing every day, because life moves too fast for that now. He shares his thoughts on bringing positivity and joy into one's life. So much going on um, 
for people to to look for positive stuff, even on the internet, that is uh, fills your life full of joy, and you go to bed feeling tired but happy, yeah. and uh, yeah, you you know, it, it's such a necessity, and for a lot of people here over our thirty seven years, seeing people who have built in assumptions that someone will come take care of me, and 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 what's interesting is that process of being taken care of is shrinking pretty dramatically. But the attitude of, will someone come take care of me, is still there. So all of a sudden, you're kind of by yourself, still saying, well, someone, you know, it, it, life doesn't work that way. My dilemma is, I'm being here 37 years, is a lot of people I was involved with are gone. They've passed away, they moved away. Uh, so there's this whole nother generation of people who are still in the midst of the great hustle. Part of the, the men, mental health of poverty is you put a lot of energy in hustling today and make sure you don't get hustled, but leaves nothing left for dreaming, planning, you know, enjoying. You're forever hustling and protecting yourself every day. And it almost gets to be kind of a combat situation. Uh, so to see people who are every so often break out of that, make some choices, you know, as a therapist, it was just seeing people I worked with for a year, two years, and all of a sudden I don't see them very much. Well, that's wonderful because they're actually in stride, doing things. Things are better for them with their, their, their spouse and things like that, and they're living life. No, no balloons and fireworks, just, you know, finally contacting them and says, you still want to meet? No, I'm good. And, okay, take care. I'm here. And then close their account out, their, their, their file. It's like, yeah. My, my concern for Warm Springs is how it's the last 10 years dramatically changed in terms of people moving away and uh, the, the economics. And it's kind of like the people who moved away are the people that are, are doers. So what are you left with? When asked about the person who best helped orient him to the Warm Springs community, Pastor Rick says he was helped by another longtime Warm Springs minister. Pastor Ellison, Baptist minister here, 33 years. Uh, I was smart enough to go see him and say, okay, what am I walking into? Because I'm always getting phone calls. Hey, I got this situation with my, my uncle and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, and he said, well, that situation's been going on for 20 years. So all of a sudden he's sort of like feeling me into the tempo of life and how everything, for a lot of people, they refresh it. They make it like new every day of, their, of an event that happened long ago. It's almost like they want to keep stoking the fire. And, of course, the new minister will take my side. So, you know, a lot of that kind of discussion where talking to people about, hey, you know, don't you think it's time to let go? Because it poisons yourself. We do it in our prayer time in our church. We, we do a rebuking prayer. In the name of Jesus Christ, we rebuke, rebuke the power of fear, anger, and stress because it's a poison that alters your innards over time. And to rebuke it, to say no, to the anger, to the fear, or the stress, and to seek beyond it. That stuff doesn't go away quickly, and to do something about it. Pastor Rick recalls memories of his time with the church. You know, I came in and realized that we were primarily at the time, in 86, a Wasco church. And of course, there's always the tension between the Wascos, Warm Springers, even the Paiutes. There's always that inner tribal push and shove thing going on. And, um, so that plays a role. When we came here, the church was pretty going pretty strong 
it was a mixed church of Native American and a lot of white folks because the BAA had all of their staff living on the campus area, all the houses. And once they were given permission to still come to work, but you could buy your own place, there was, you know, people leaving. Uh, the, the closing of the mill shook up everything. Suddenly, there was no middle class. There was those who have it and those who really don't have it, and no buffer, which even in, in uh, human history says that if you have no buffer between the upper and the lower, there is revolution and implosion. Just sort of historically, that's what people do. Uh, so we lost our middle class. And so I think we're still, the tribe is still going through the, the dance of trying to figure out what to do. I've preached and told leadership, take that ranch you have there at Pelton Turnoff, turn it into a huge vegetable farm, uh, chickens and pigs, and do everything you need to certify to provide food to Warm Springs and to sell it off the res because everyone's eating food that's being made in Guatemala, Mexico, you know, far off lands. I mean, why not shorten that distance? And people can be paid and don't get overly technically equipped with agriculture. Make it a bit more hands-on to where you hire people. Pay them a decent wage. You know, have the transit bus just for the workers to come to the farm and do what they're supposed to do and have, you know, people to do the, the selling, people who are certified to drive the produce trucks, you know, to create because the tribe has, I think, the largest water rights in the state of Oregon. And to create that environment, I've gotten pushback saying, well, we're doing that now out Warm Springs River. Well, you're growing cattle feed. What, what does that have to do with someone in town who really would like to work? Chicken and egg production and, and animal, you know, not so much the cattle anymore, but uh, other animals that are uh, profitable. And uh, you have the wherewithal to feed them and water them and take care of them and uh, have some tribal members become veterinary techs to where they go to the vet and then go pick up all the shots and come back to the farm and do the medicals. It's, it's, it's got a lot of potential, obviously incredibly expensive, I'm assuming, and a lot of whistles and bells. But still, I think the overall goal would be wonderful for the community. Pastor Rick gave these parting comments to the Warm Springs community. This community has been a day full of our, our whole life of good days and bad days. Wonderful to be here. Things are going great. And then another day is like, let's pack a bag and, and drive somewhere until we run out of gas. So it's really been kind of part of our life. And it will always be part of our life. I'm sure people's names and faces will pop in my head all the time. I wonder how so-and-so is doing. Now, the blessings of Facebook, whoever's still on it, you know, I can get a few glimpses of what's going on and who married who and whatever else. And, but it's, it's, it's time. We're, again, we're seven, both 71. And so what are we going to do until we're 81 or 85 or 90? Like this, this last part of life, let's make something good about that and positive and uh, prepare for when we get to go to heaven, you know? The, the real living, for me and my wife, the real living is uh, in the presence of the Creator, praising God. Thank you for listening to the Warm Springs program on 91.9 FM, KWSO.